0: You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, hosted by Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi has been exactly where you are right now. She's walked through the fire of toxic relationships and has now dedicated her life to help others do the same. Living in a toxic environment can cause the damaging behaviors of others to become normal, leaving you feeling hopeless and desperate. Learning how to recognize the toxic traits and understand why they occur is the key to taking your power back. Now is the time for you to gain your self-worth because you're worth it. Discover who you really are because you're awesome and realize it's not normal. It's toxic.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. This is Dr. Heidi. Hey, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I don't think I've mentioned this for quite a while. So I just wanted to make sure you knew this um, was out there. As you know, I do a lot of one on one helping people understand their situation, helping people make an exit plan for their situation, helping people remove themselves, helping people heal, helping people grow, helping people step back into the dating life, helping people step back into their life and owning their life as their own. I don't know how many of you know there's actually a coupon code out there for the podcast listeners for their initial session with me. Uh, The coupon code is not very unique actually it is two five capital O capital F capital F two five all O F F for $25 off the initial session with me. And that doesn't mean you have to continue to work with me. I have a lot of people that I work with privately on a continual basis. That is an option. But I also have a lot of people who collect their questions, schedule a call when they need it. and. I am here to help you on whatever level works for you, so if you have not heard about the coupon code, um, I wanted to re-emphasize that there is one out there for podcast listeners. Today, what I want to talk about, something a little bit touchy, something a little bit hit home to Dr. Heidi, and I think is going to hit home to quite a few of our listeners. I want to talk about how can we always think that maybe it's not that bad. You know, I want to talk about how abuse escalates. We we all try to rationalize why we can stay, why we can make it a little longer, why we shouldn't leave, why it's really not bad, why we can handle it, because we've handled it up to this point. But then looking back, you cannot deny that it has slowly seemed to get worse. Why does it feel like it is more extreme than it was before? You know, why am I still trying to change myself to be better, to accommodate, to fix things so that it doesn't continue to get worse? You know, I talk about it all the time. We are programmed to pay attention to their behavior so we can stay one step ahead of them so we feel safe. Now, the reason we can rationalize why it isn't that bad is because being in a toxic relationship is just like stepping into a room that stinks. What happens if you stay in the room? The smell goes away, right? That does not mean the room doesn't stink. That just means we have become desensitized to the smell so we no longer notice it. Toxic relationship is the same thing. It can start out mild. Now, when the first few things happen, you have to remember the toxic personality is looking for things that make them feel more secure in themselves. So they're looking for an emotional reaction. They're looking for the feeling of power. They're looking for the feeling of control. They're seeking attention. So in the beginning, it's not hard to do something or say something that gets a reaction from you that gives them what they need. But as you get used to that behavior, you don't react as much. So they have to turn up the volume. They have to get louder. The names get meaner maybe you know the belittling gets stronger you start noticing that the criticisms are a lot harsher than they used to be okay why is that because you have been become desensitized to the first level of abuse so you're not reacting but in order for them to get a reaction so that they feel secure and in control they have to make things a little bit bigger we desensitize to it because it becomes normal so it takes more dramatic behavior to continue to get the reactions that they want. The threats get bigger, you know, maybe walls get punched, things get broken, doorways get blocked, phones disappear. When we get used to a certain level of behavior, we quit reacting. You know, you don't react to name calling like you did the first time they called you a name. Now it's just normal. Now they call you names every day and there's no reaction. So they have to do something bigger. The abuse is going to escalate in order to receive the reaction that they need to feel the control and the power so that they feel secure. Okay. That was a very brief description. And that is some stuff that you have probably heard me mention in several podcasts, but the reason I wanted to just start out this podcast with that is Today, I had a memory pop up on my Facebook and I will tell you right now, I am not certain that I will make it through this episode without you guys being able to hear my voice shake. It's already doing it. And I have kept my mouth shut about this particular incident for a while. But the memory that popped up on my Facebook was there's a new podcast episode today. And it was a memory from three years ago. And it was an episode that I had done with a very dear friend of mine, who I worked very closely with. Um, She was a phenomenal person. She worked very, very intricately with domestic violence in our area. She was a self-defense instructor. She dedicated her life to keeping people safe. And um, she talks in that episode about how abuse escalates. I have known her for probably six or seven years. She spoke at all of my conferences, we did workshops together. We helped people put exit plans together. We did, I say we. She taught self-defense classes for many of my clients, including myself and my daughters. And it was a friendship slash professional relationship because we were working towards the same goal. And you know, many people don't understand the work that I do. People don't understand why I would wanna dedicate my life to doing this. She got it. She did on the domestic violence level what I do on the emotional abuse level. So she was, she was very, very dear to me. And when you listen to this episode, I want you to listen to how she talks about how abuse escalates. Because Thanksgiving Day of last year, allegedly her life was taken from her by a former abusive partner. Now, I have to say allegedly, because obviously this is still under investigation. And although over the past few months, I have wanted to dedicate an episode to her and her work and her legacy, and those leading investigations and such have asked me not to go into detail with the case until later. So up to this point, I've really kept my mouth shut on the podcast but today when the memory popped up of her episode basically describing the exact things that happened to her this fall i at least want to present this part of her to you and again finalities of this case will not be finished for possibly years so When you listen to this podcast, just know the dedication that this woman put in to the work that she did. And just know that she was 100% dedicated to keeping those around her safe. The Pay the Freedom Forward Scholarship Fund That I have, which is a scholarship fund that is set up for those who have been financially abused and cannot get access to funds. Has actually been renamed to the Leslie Jane pay the freedom forward scholarship fund, if you are interested in knowing more about that, it is on my website, but. Because this is all I can do now rest in peace Leslie I promise I will use. This to help others and i promise that one day i will tell your story and all of your work will be validated so i am going to play the episode that her and i recorded three years ago knowing that were she still with us she would be working morning till night to keep the people in her life safe from abusive toxic and unhealthy relationships. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Heidi with Coaching with Dr. Heidi. Welcome back to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. Um, I actually have rain today. Here, Here I go with my weather forecast again. I know you guys think it's funny that I insist you know what the weather's doing where I live. But it is raining today and I don't work in the office, so I'll probably clean my house later, which is always refreshing. Um, As you know, a week from today is the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic second annual conference here in St. Louis. We are still taking um, uh, registrations and registration will be open until Monday. Uh, So if you were thinking about that and you have decided, uh, let us know. You can go to coachingwithdrheidi.com For the registration page or you can message us in through my Facebook or Instagram which is also coaching with Dr. Heidi. So today on the podcast I actually have a guest. Her name is Leslie. Leslie thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, Leslie was a sponsor at the conference last year and um, she'll probably talk a little bit about that but Leslie is um, a self-defense instructor and she does all types of self-defense but she is also certified in uh, rape and aggression defense. So can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. So rape
2: and aggression defense um, primarily is for women and children. So it kind of takes size and strength out of the equation, Um, focusing on toxic relationships, um, acquaintance, rape, um, domestic violence, anything in close proximity. So that is where um, your perpetrator is closer than what I would say, kicking range from you. Um, as women, you know, we tend to not invite toxic people closer, but we don't, um, you know, necessarily want to stand up for ourselves, um, against people we know, and that's when it gets, um, you know, unsafe Mm -hmm. is when they are in our personal boundaries. So we have to learn the close
1: range fighting. And we allow them in our personal boundaries because we aren't allowed to have any personal boundaries. That's right. And
2: we don't want to be rude. Or we don't want to cause conflict, right? Yeah,
1: so, and actually, last year, after the conference, um, a bunch mm-hmm. of myself and a bunch of the um, clients that I had I took a class from Leslie, and it's it's kind of, it's a little bit harder than you think if if you don't know anything about it. So I've, I keep saying, I'm going to take more, I'm going to take more. Or if you're non-confrontational, <laughs> yes. how about that? Yes, because she has a fake person that you have to practice on, and I felt bad beating up the fake person. That's right. So,
0: so. Um, so Leslie,
1: just a little bit, how long have you been uh, doing safety? So I've been in safety
2: about five and a half years. That's when I started this business. I was doing fitness kind of as a side gig for 25 years. Um, and also um you know a lot of just other fitness things but i primarily moved into self-defense and um, personal safety when i realized the lack thereof for women the accessible
1: lack thereof for women well Um, you work um a lot with um sexual assault victims also don't you that's right
2: yes we have a sexual assault victims care unit downstairs in our building um, so I do get referrals from them as well. Um, so people with traumatic pasts who have had any sort of like volatile or violence in their past um, are, are good referrals for me. Um, being a woman myself and having been in toxic relationships um, throughout my life, I can definitely identify
1: with them um, and know where they're coming from for sure. So, of course, the next thing I was going to ask you was what was the drive behind your passion, but you kind of just mentioned that you've had a series of things like the rest of us That's right.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted a way to educate and empower women kind of like me who had been in situations um, like mine or worse, um, trying to prevent that or, um, you know, give them a little bit more courage, a little more confidence, um, build, you know, their physical and mental empowerment, so to speak.
1: Um, actually, Leslie and I were talking about this before before we hit record, but um, she has a lot of clients that are in situations like many of you that, um, you know, are financially cut off or not allowed to leave the house or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just... Are followed or timed or tracked or you know whatever, um, and so she has figured out kind of like the coaching with Dr. Heidi staff had to do, figured out how people can pay her differently or if she has to go to their house or um, she actually just mentioned which I wouldn't be surprised if I say this on the podcast that you don't mm-hmm. get some contacts, but she is now doing classes live. Um, she sets up a, a secret Facebook group so people don't have to leave their house but can still work out with her. Mm-hmm. And so she's very aware of the different situations that people have when they're in toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's right. Or they can't get a babysitter.
2: They're not allowed to mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. You know. Can't use credit cards. We have to wait up. to exercise till their kids are asleep. Those type of things.
1: So actually, so before we get off here, let's make sure that people have the information on how to get a hold of you. If they would want to do that online thing, because I think that's an excellent idea. Um, So what can you tell us about how um, abuse escalates in a relationship and as you see it with your clients?
2: Right. Well, my rule of thumb is no one is violent until they are, right? No one is violent until they are. All of a a sudden. No one's a physical abuser until they are. Um, Anytime somebody is... Threatening to kill you, showing you weapons, slamming doors, spitting at you, keeping secrets, grabbing your arms, um, throwing things at you, demanding, stealing your cell phone, withholding things from you, harassing you, slapping you, yelling at you—that is all abuse. You know that is all physical abuse.
1: And a lot of those things... Those are are, all violent. Yes. Those are things that though, if you see them every day, you you don't think they're a big deal. Right. You think that they're normal. Oh, if I'm, if I'm, if they're that mad, they hit me.
2: That's Mm -hmm. just what happens. But those are all crimes. Those are all cases of abuse. Those are all assaults. Um, Spitting at somebody. How many people have had somebody spit at them? That's actually... An assault that's a crime that's humiliating it's humiliating yeah. but yes you know but people don't realize their rights their legal rights and that's part of the problem so um, your abuser a perpetrator can kind of convince you that it's not a crime that nothing's yeah. wrong with that they can do whatever they want to you
1: and then the next thing is a little bit harsher and they can convince you that that's, that's
2: right not a crime either mm-hmm that's right so um, I would say the primary reason that a lot of women find themselves in physical abuse, and well, it escalates, I would say, to physical abuse, um, is because of the keeping secrets, especially when women find out secrets about their, or not necessarily women, but men and women, um, their partner or their you know spouse, their perpetrator, mm-hmm. their abuser. When they find out a secret, then it's game on, mm-hmm. right? Then it's game on, they're gonna do anything To keep you quiet deny it um, you know they're gonna pull out all the stops on that one because they need to control the situation as in damage control the situation right
1: so I would say that's when the heat is on and then it transfers from them doing something they shouldn't to you being a snoop and finding out a secret yes it they're going to punish you for and it. And it takes all the responsibility off of them. So then, yes, you get to Yeah, be so punished. I would
2: say that's the heightened stage where, um, you know, it kind of transfers from not just the little things of violence, because we mentioned those already, but that's when, you know, it really takes,
1: mm-hmm. takes a, and, and you know a turn for the worse, so to speak. Leslie does a lot more with um, physical domestic violence than I do. She sees a lot more of that. Um, mostly because I have chosen to st- kind of stay in the toxic um, mm-hmm. emotional realm. Mm-hmm. But there's been clients that I have said, okay, now be careful because you are right on the verge of where it's yes. going to turn violent. And it's, it makes me nervous because if they've never been violent, um, the victim, which I, you, you guys know I don't like to use that word because, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because we're not victims. We're all powerful. Um, mm-hmm. But it makes uh, the victim will say, well, they've never hurt me before, so I don't think That's they're true. that type. And that gets me very nervous because the signs that you're talking about, I see it coming, and about that fast, it happens.
2: Because if you're walking on eggshells, right, that's the tension phase. That's the yellow. Mm -hmm. So the green is the honeymoon phase, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to make you your favorite breakfast so that you don't get mad at me. Or, oh, you know, I'm I'm not going to turn you into the cops for whatever. Or... You know, if I'm just a little nicer and I, you know, mm-hmm. try a little harder, they're going to be nicer to me. Right? right. That's the honeymoon phase. That's the green. Then there's the tension, which no matter what you do, it's not right. So that's not right. You're going to get yelled at. You're going to get things taken away. You might get financially abused. You might get, you know, kicked. You might get the door slammed in your face. You might get locked, locked out, out of the house. Right. <laughs> we both thought, you might
1: get the silent yeah. treatment.
2: You might get the, you know, you might get stalked. You might get spit at. You might get things thrown at you, Mm -hmm. or not even at you, but thrown or broken. Mm -hmm. Those are all violent. That's violent. If somebody can do that, they can abuse Mm -hmm. you physically, sexually or physically. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say 40% of um, abusers will also use sexual violence as a type Mm -hmm. of abuse. Um, And of course it goes mostly unreported because... You know, you think, oh, that's my husband. Right. I can't turn him in for that. But that is rape. Mm-hmm. That is sexual assault.
1: And we've um, got and they got use that, Yeah, for we've, control. Yep.
2: hmm But, you know, actually- anytime somebody is stealing from you, um, you know, they're capable of anything, especially when they become desperate. Now, when you get um, drugs or alcohol or gambling or anybody with any sort of an addiction or an addictive personality, when you add that to the mix... Oh my gosh! Yes, and we have times ten, right? Yes, we're going to time listeners are going to. Yes, we're going to times that. that escalation to ten. We're going to
1: take it up, right? Yeah, and <laughs> the unpredictability—that's right. unpredictability of when it's going to happen—goes in a hurry. Up.
2: And then they're not going to remember, or they're going to say, gonna, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't remember it right, or they could have never done that, you know, or you
1: push times. you push my buttons when I'm in that. That's State. right. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, no one is violent until they are. But if you are walking on eggshells now, you are already mm-hmm. um, a good
1: probability that it will escalate to a higher level. And and because eventually we we fight fire with fire, mm-hmm. and the minute you stand up for yourself, they need to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's the red.
2: You know, when there's sexual violence. Or physical violence, that's the red, that's, you got to get out. There's no, there's no mm-hmm. hope,
1: <laughs> you know, and sometimes they there's even
2: con- no hope of they staying even, in that relationship.
1: They even convince you that that's okay. Right. Well, if you wouldn't have done that, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had to do that. Or, um, if they do feel like you're going to leave or they do feel like they've yes. gone too far, then they're going to threaten you more. Well, you better not say anything or it's going to happen again. Yeah. And so then again, there mm-hmm. we sit. And know. then that's, yeah. Also
2: when you try to leave, that's when they take it up a notch, yeah. right? Yeah. When it, you know.
1: Always when
2: you try Definitely. Them. Keeping secrets, addictions of any sort, and trying to leave them. I'd mm-hmm. say those are the top three and, escalation points. Yes.
1: And I guess here's, a, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but this is a good um, spot for me to kind of interject. I have um, clients that are on all different levels of the toxicity spectrum and I have certain clients that I'm completely comfortable with saying, okay, you know what, when when he gets home or when she gets home, let her know you're going to leave and walk out the door. Mm -hmm. But there is probably more clients that we work on a safety plan and we Mm -hmm. work on a plan of exiting for months before it ever happens so Mm -hmm. that everything is set and everything is ready so if you are in a spot where you feel like you can't leave and you need help making a plan that is another thing that um, Mm -hmm. we can kind of help you with that's right Um, what recommendations do you have um, for people to do to stay healthy and safe outside of the actual self-defense
2: well you know That's a hard one, but you have to work on yourself first. I know that's preaching to the choir, isn't it? (laughs) I know. But, um, you know, you have to take down your own stress level, right, in order to see things from a better perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, you know, you want to assess the risk um, in your own home. You want to assess the risk in your relationship. And the ways to do that are by using your toxicity profile analysis Mm -hmm. Um, to see how far enmeshed your life has been in toxic people, perhaps, or the toxic person you're living with, or, um, you know, in that area, I would see, you know, a good therapist or counselor, Mm -hmm. especially if you are being abused in any way, that is a must. Absolutely. Um, a coach, some sort of a life coach or a relationship coach in any way can also help. Um, But, you know, exercise, just meditation, um, yoga, those are things that are safe and good for your brain as well as your emotions, but also for physical um, self-defense, you know, how well protected are you? Do you have your basic instincts honed in on? Have you taken any physical classes? Um, If you're living alone, apart from your toxic, possibly abuser, do you have um you know any sort of alarm system any sort Mm -hmm. of surveillance system you know those type of things you have Mm -hmm. to be really vigilant when when stalking is concerned or harassment is concerned because it's not just for the abuser or the perpetrator in your life but they also have their group of Uh, yes flying monkeys that's right um you know, as and, well. So you, know, you have to be really diligent about who you let in your mm-hmm. life, who you speak to, what you speak about, who are your Facebook friends, what you're posting, uh, on what Facebook. you're posting. But you know, those are all ways to keep yourself safe. Um, even though it technically mm-hmm. isn't physical, mm-hmm. but it I can get physical. The other thing it people can don't physical.
1: always think of is where is the spare car key? Right. You know, because if you left with one car key, where's the spare car key? Um, where is the spare house key? Where do you hide your house key? You know, mm-hmm. um, just stuff like that that you might not think of. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes when we leave, we leave in a panic. And that's the last thing yeah. that you'll think of. So that's why safety plans and that's a right. little preparation. That's right. strategies.
2: Um, you know, seek legal assistance, you know, some sort of guidance to know your rights because you've been brainwashed for so long into thinking mm-hmm. that your rights really are not your rights, mm-hmm. that abuse is not really abuse, that assault is not really assault. So you want to seek legal assistance, um, some sort of legal counsel, even, you know, as far as going to the police, they they can answer any and all questions for you, and they're more than happy to do so. You're never going to be a burden to anybody. That's I think that's one of the things that I find with, mm-hmm. you know, abuse cases is that the... the um, survivors or victims think that they are burdening people um, you know by mm-hmm. tapping into those resources such as legal counsel or um, you know the police any sort of law enforcement officer but they're definitely not they are, they are more than happy and more than willing to help you with any questions that you have um, and of course if you need an order of protection You know, don't be afraid to get one. Now orders of protection are just a piece of paper, as we say, Mm -hmm. um, here at the, here at the office, but, um, at least it's documented and Mm -hmm. that's another thing to keep yourself safe is document, document, document and tell your friends or one, at least one close trusted friend that knows it all, Mm -hmm. you know, tell them what's going on day by day, play by play, even if it's in a text. Um, just so they know in case it escalates, this is right because one day is good and the
1: next day is bad not good I agree with uh, Leslie we run into a lot of the order of protection questions with uh, clients that we work with because we know it's gonna flare them up if you get an order of protection Mm -hmm. and we also know a piece of paper is probably not going to stop them if they're going to do something or continue to contact you or show up at your door. But in, uh, to Leslie's point, at least it's documented. So, further right. down the road, if you need it, at least it's documented that mm-hmm. you have had it. Um, it is a little nerve wracking if you've got one that's unpredictable because you know that mm-hmm. will, will flare up. That's that. right. And I would like to also point
2: out that you should always have witnesses. You should really never be alone, right? Um, if it's gotten to that point mm-hmm. where there's stalking going on or a volatile
1: situation of oh, you of mean people. like once if there is an order of protection try to yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, to yeah. That's a um, good thought.
2: you know when you're going somewhere, you know, ask a friend, have a friend come over for coffee, you know, but you just don't want to be, you know, a sitting duck alone, mm-hmm. especially when things are in that bad bad Mm -hmm. state where they've escalated to that point of being stalked harassed all those things you need a witness right
1: the the other trick that they do you're making me think of stuff and I'm overtaking your thing no you go um, there's an order of protection and they show up at your door and you don't immediately shut the door and call the cops or call authorities they will then say well you should have called them as soon as I got here Mm -hmm. so you violated it too which then makes us not report it when they walk over it Mm-hmm. You know, they scare you into thinking that you violated it just like they did. So then, yep. we, you know, it turns it around mm-hmm. that we don't dare use it anyway.
2: Or they test the boundaries and push them like, oh, I was just asking to for her to give me my razor back. Or I just, <laughs> I needed my, you know, duck hunting boots right. or whatever the case is, Right. So then you feel kind of sorry for them, like, oh, I'm just going to give them this one thing. They weren't really doing anything mean to me. But then the next time, it's something more. And the next time, it's something more, right? It's never going to end. So
1: just wanted to point that out. (laughs) So do you do anything with, um, like, meals and stuff like that in your... Or not really?
2: Um, We do, like, we do meal prep stuff. But, you know, really, we just focus on everything else. Yeah. You know? So just eat. So she's just saying, just... Just eat right. Eat right, yeah. <laughs> eat right. Well, you know what? That's part of the problem is that, you know, a lot of these um, people who are in toxic relationships are catering to whomever mm-hmm. is their, exactly. is their uh, toxic person. And so then they gain the weight. Mm-hmm. They don't eat right. They get the indigestion. They get the. Or they diabetes. don't eat at all. Yeah. You know, whatever the, the problem is, they take that on, right? Mm-hmm. They take that on because, but because they feel guilty if they don't make Mm -hmm. him or her, Mm -hmm. her favorite meal, right? They feel guilty if they eat something different. But that's the thing, you have to think of yourself first, right, priority me, um, you Mm -hmm. have to think of yourself first and say, you know what, even if you are coping with this toxic person saying, oh, I made you your favorite, you know, Mm -hmm. fried chicken, right? I'm, I made myself something different. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make myself some salmon and rice, right? right? But you have to draw the line. Because they will drag you down with them and that's their purpose.
1: And they'll probably criticize the fact that you're eating salmon and rice, but they will drag you
2: down with them, but you have to make that separation. Mm -hmm. You have to draw the line and the boundary on your health, if nothing else, right? Um, you know, because I've seen it, it's a downward spiral and when you cater to them and don't draw the line or put the boundaries Mm up. And nobody's gonna take care of you like you will take care of you. So Take, nope. and you know, the, you know, if they say they're going to eat healthy with you, it'll last for a week, maybe two tops, right? And right. then they're going to be right back into, well, you haven't made my favorite fried chicken in a while, right? And, oh, it's a holiday. Let's have mm-hmm. this. Oh, mm-hmm. it's this. Let's do that, you know? And then you're slipping right back into it. But you have to put up that boundary and tell yourself, I'm taking care of me. You know, even if you're coping and making them their favorite meal, you still have to make yours separately, and that's just and expect to get criticized for it. Yes, expect to get criticized for it.
1: Um so Leslie, is there anything else that you want to add?
2: Um yeah, real quick, I wanted to add um a couple of my favorite quotes. Yes. Yeah which are, and you guys probably have all heard these many times. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Yes. Right? <laughs> Or also when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time, right? Yes. As in when somebody tells you they're going to point a gun to your head and kill you, believe Believe them. them. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just words, right? It's not always just words. Um, If he is toxic, he can and he will be physically or sexually abusive at some point or she, right? Um, And then I had one more by Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, where is it? There is it. Anytime we impose our will on another, it is an act of violence.
1: Ooh, that's a good one to remember.
2: Yeah. Anytime we impose our will on another, it is an act of violence.
1: Yeah, when see, that's ta- hard to believe because we live with that.
2: hmm That's right. So, I mean, there you go. When they're taking your your free will away from you, they're imposing their ideas mm-hmm. upon you. And that
1: is right there as an act of violence. Yeah, we get so used to it that we tend to blow it off. And you know what, that's the sad thing. We've both been through it. Um, yeah. Leslie's been through it, I've been through it. So mm-hmm. we totally understand it. Um, before mm-hmm. we get off of here, can you tell people how they can find you so if they want to get in the online classes and stuff yes so i have a studio called all you studio and party
2: place it's in troy illinois it's on facebook okay it's just a regular fitness exercise studio from the facebook page okay so you can send me a pm through there and it'll go directly to me you can also text or call my office number which is 314-649-8220 and i will get those directly i like to do the texting um, because people don't always feel comfortable asking questions Mm -hmm. so that is a good way to get a hold of me as well and ask some questions but the pm um is on there and also on my facebook page you should probably find my email which is all you custom at gmail.com um but yeah, the desensitization of the abuse is is basically what escalates mm-hmm. the violence in a relationship.
1: Yep, and it's accept it's us accepting it. Yeah, sadly. Ex-
2: justifying it um, you know, creates a trap. Yeah, for anyone that then Even the most intelligent among us, right?
1: Yes. Sadly. Sadly. But I guess I'm a big, every we go, what we go through, we go through for a reason and everything happens like it's supposed to. So that's why Leslie does what she does, that's why I do what I do. Um, if you are coming to the conference, Leslie will be there. So I will be there, um, you will I'd
2: get, love to, to meet you, say hi to me. Yes, we will get
1: to meet her. The other thing, um, Leslie has got to win the award for posting the funniest memes on Facebook. I like some days. I go straight to her page and I just scroll through her page because her memes are hilarious. So if <laughs> you just need a good laugh, um, she's sarcastic. She's it's. I love following her. Um, anyway, so thank you for being here. You're and um, if you missed uh, Leslie's information, you can obviously replay this, or you can get a hold of me because mm-hmm. I have it. So thanks for listening, and um, we will talk to you again soon.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. Looking for a community that understands? Join our Facebook support group, Strength Within. For more information on all the services Dr. Heidi provides, please visit www.coachingwithdrheidi.com. It's time for you to break free, because it's not normal, it's toxic.